What's up, podcast listeners? This is your favorite podcast in the world, the No Fault Podcast. Welcome back, Manila Crew, to another ASMR special. This is the first one that we're doing, but it's definitely another one because we're probably going to do this again. There's little do you know, there's actually a killer outside of our door right now, so we're having to whisper this whole episode so they don't think we're in here. Yeah, if we make really funny jokes, though, and he laughs, then we might be able to get out the window, so... <laughs> we'll see what happens thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the no full podcast i just wanted to go a little bit quieter because this last episode if you listen to it it's literally zeke taking his forehead and just banging it into the front of the microphone saying what's up everyone so i just wanted to go totally I opposite to, i just had to channel my peter mckinnon you know? i was gonna say the, the peter mckinnon and you if you guys don't know who that is it's a youtuber go go, go youtube him he's out there but i wanted to say like that was a Fantastic episode. Loved the the the, the conversation we had. I think only was, the best for the Manila crew. Yeah, I think there was so much to be had, and like more we could elaborate on that conversation, but we just like knew we didn't need to go any longer. What I wanted to kind of break down into this episode is like, have you had the talk? What talk? Like the talk. Like the talk that's like alluded to when you're growing up or whatever? Yeah, like when you are like going to tell your parents or talk to them. And the, I talk to my, yeah, I tell yeah, them? Yeah, yeah, that you're a creator. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, you that's a rough talk. Yeah, I haven't had that talk either. And I'm out of the house. Never told them. No. Just, just skip the whole, the whole phase gone out the it's door just, mom i'm in the rat race <laughs> mom I, I need to let you know if you're if you're sitting around there at the thanksgiving table and you just look at your whole family and you go yeah um nine, yeah nine to five is great working at the uh whiteboard manufacturing agency <laughs> it's great it's great 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 benefits Lots, lots of money. Great salary. Amazing. Great money. Great, great analytic. Ooh, my words per minute. Bonkers now. <laughs> I'm a loss for words. I just, just so much fun. I wanted to talk about creators and I think there's something funny and something ironic. Yes, we, we're not going to have the talk on this podcast. This isn't that kind of podcast where we're talking about the birds and bees. What we're actually going to be talking about is just like what it took for creator to become creator in today's society like a creative i think there's a lot of loss between like creative starving artists we kind of talked about that on the lapis episode but i want to kind of elaborate more on just like what is a creator what is the definition of it and how have we taken it in society now and kind of like eh, pigeonholed it a little bit to where it's like only these people are creators content creators artists musicians like that's creators, but you're not looking at a creator and saying, hey, Mr. Dentist, are you a creator? No, I'm just cleaning people's teeth. But in reality, they could be a creator. So like, let's just elaborate on this. I want to kind of hear your two cents on what is a creator just out of the box. Definition, whatever you want to explain it to be. I mean, long story short, Fricky Webster. We're doing our own no-full dictionary now, bitch. <laughs> um, but I think for me, the idea of a creator is really someone that like essentially like sees a problem and finds mm -hmm. a way to solve it. So it can be a dad trying to figure out or a mom trying to figure out how to get their baby from not crawling out of like their cage or their mm -hmm. crib. It yeah. can be, you know, like a dentist trying to figure out a new ad copy to mm -hmm. get people into their dentist over yeah. the next one. It can be a chef 
coming up with new recipes to revitalize their restaurant. Like creating is within its core. The reason why we create is Mm -hmm. to solve a problem. You know, we made spears because we realized that killing people with blunt rocks, killing animals is hard to do. (laughs) Literally (laughs) ain't going to cut it. So we made a knife. Like, so like the idea of being a creator is within that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's that's what I think a creator yeah. is. No, that's a great great example, great um, explanation of it. I want to kind of give everyone out there just the parameters of what these definitions are, because like you said, we were like, screw you, Webster, we're gonna do our own thing. But we'll use your definitions before we destroy them. Yeah, yeah. So that way, there's a there's like a there's a there's a surface, and then we just literally go and break it. So, artist definition: a person who produces paintings or drawings as a profession or hobby. That's an artist. A creator definition is a person or thing that brings something into existence. So like you were saying, someone who is willing to, like they they find a problem and they provide a solution. They're bringing something out of nothing and sometimes something out of just existing in general and making it creative. But okay, Matt Floyd, before you continue, artist you said was like someone that like does paintings? Paintings. Paintings but, or drawings. That's how old this definition but like, is. But what 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 about like a musical artist? Like Post Malone isn't making paintings and drawings, you know? Like Blueberry Fago Boy, <laughs> Lil Mosey ain't, ain't making paintings and drawings. They so make, like, they're making like these crazy chains and like these crazy designs but, in the chains. But did we get artists wrong? Like are we calling them the wrong thing or is it like something different? I think you know how people are like, you know what? Uh like there's in the Bible, there's the Old Testament and New Testament. And people are like, yeah, yeah, I like the Old Testament. And like people are like, no, I don't believe that. It's old. It's new. This is how it is. I Quite think this literally. is, yeah, I literally think this is it. The artist was just like, hey, what was an artist? Oh, wow. That guy's an artist. He's painting. Okay, cool. That's an artist. That's it. That was at like 1500 BC. That's an artist. No other thing was an artist. It was like a musician or this or that. Like it wasn't just artists. Now we've taken art in a true exploratory way of there's not like the sky's the limit on art. There's not like this is only art. This is art. This is art. I think there's like funny videos out there where like, oh, that's art. And it's like a garbage can with trash falling out of it. But then they're like, oh, wow, look at the Mona Lisa. That's art. Like it's anything that we like per per like we see or preview in a way that's like, hey, I can make this. I can take this and make it into something great. That's an artist. That's like, I'm able to like start with something, the parameters of something very basic, very dull, and be able to like make something amazing from this. Um, So that's what I see as an artist. With the creator, I was always intrigued because I was like, man, if I'm not a content creator, like as a video person, then like, what am I doing? I feel like I'm doing something wrong. And reality is like creators across the board are anyone that's willing to just step out of their comfort zone and do like, invent something, produce something, make something, you're a creator. And that's also creative. Like creative isn't just like music, painting, video, audio. It's like, there's so much more ways to be creative and to build brands and businesses and stuff. I think that's just like, we're on the surface of like what creators are now. And I feel like in the next like 10 years, it's just going to continue to evolve into massive, massive arenas of creators. And it's going to be like, I feel like there's going to be a job posting and it's literally going to be like, they've already had it for like 
video creators, but I literally think there's going to be jobs and like roles within businesses that are just like creators. And that role description is someone who is willing to like go the extra mile, try to like make new stuff, not afraid to fail and continuing to reiterate on it. That's their role. And they just do it across all processes across a business. Accountants. Literally making new books, getting new taxes done at the end of the year. Like you can creatively do that for a business. I think there's just so much more that we can like build off of. But like as for you and your like age generation, what is like you said what is a creator in your definition, but like what do you see creators evolving into across like all digital landscape? Is it just like, if you're not on like TikTok content creation, yeah, content creation, but just like as creators in general, you're like, are you actually going to like perform and like build up to the next level? Or are we just going to kind of like stay put where we're at? Do you think we're going to continue to evolve and like the next generation just like come up with crazier stuff? I mean, content creation specifically, like the social media world, uh, YouTube, like TikTok, mm -hmm. they're extremely competitive mm -hmm. more than anything else. You know, like Mr. Beast right now is arguably at the top of the platform outside of like T-Series. But I guarantee you there is someone right now looking at Mr. Beast going like, you are mine. Like I'm taking yeah. you down. Oh, yeah. And Mr. Beast being at this like upper echelon is like this like guardian warrior looking down mm -hmm. and being like, you cannot defeat me. So he's like buffing up his army, you know? Yeah. And so that's why I feel like like the idea of creator will become almost it, it, it's almost like it'll become more normalized mm -hmm. like it already has been like uh in the last episode we were saying like starving artist is dead because of the fact that being a content creator is like a real job now yeah um but i feel like it'll become even more normalized now because the game will be constantly changing but i feel like the game will almost essentially there'll be multiple ways to play the social media game mm -hmm. you don't have to be the biggest creator in the world you can be the a hundred thousand subscribers that are dedicated you get a hundred thousand views a video and they're buying your stuff that a thousand true fans model you know mm -hmm. like you'll find like that like you can play different games in within it creative you know like yeah. you, you see that within like your like world too of like the back in the old days it's like you can like shoot for the moon and be like the executive chef at a restaurant or the yeah. like v cfo at a company or you know like you can just work till you're just like okay and i make 60k like i'm done yeah like i, I think stop. that's what like content creation and social media is gonna like find itself at as it evolves you know mm -hmm. you'll see people push the boundaries but then they'll also just open up doors like mr beast will be like hey you can you know like sell food you know, you can mm -hmm. do that. People weren't thinking about that, but now they are. You know, you see Logan Paul breaking through with NFTs and stuff. Yeah. Like you find wild. like creators are essentially just giving people more and more options mm -hmm. and honestly less and less excuses to not acknowledge that yeah. they are creators. Yeah, I think across like all landscapes, like you said, it's going to continue to perform well. It's continue to like push the boundaries for creators and just general and all kinds of jobs. Uh, what I want to kind of get to is like, there's a lot of people out there that are like, well, dude, I'm not a creator. There's no way. I'm just like, I work X, Y, Z job. And I, there's no way I'd be considered a creator. I want to ask you, Zeke, what are three creator roles that you think aren't normal or what the world would see as not creators and elaborate on those three? Who would those three people be? And like, I want to see if the audience out there is there's any people that are listening that are these people or aspiring to be that like 
they can be creators. They don't have to just do their job and then go home and sleep and repeat and do that for the next 60 years. Like you can actually evolve your job into more of a creator role and perform very well across not only social media, but your job in general and just your brand. So like, what are those three roles that you see are just not normal creators? Yeah. I Okay, I'm going to start from like the top and kind of work my way down and more like out of the box ideas. Yeah. Um, I think the first one for me is like, like chefs or cooks more specifically mm, okay or like people within the food industry if you watch us on tiktok you know how we feel about that but like within the food industry i think a lot of people tend to not think of them as creators you know mm-hmm. you tend to think of like a cook will come in from noon to seven mm-hmm. and they'll cook the same food off the same menu for yep. seven hours and then clean up and go home Like we don't associate them a lot of the time with creators. But when you look at, you know, the celebrity chefs, quote unquote, like even Mm -hmm. if you look at someone like Gordon Ramsay, like his big thing is that he's always like he's not necessarily making like new recipes all the time, but he is just like constantly like showing off his prowess and his ability to create his ability to, Mm -hmm. you know, make a like insane steak, but also make a really good orange chicken. Like it's just like. His like way he's able to do stuff like when we were coming up with ideas on this to get more specific, I was thinking like the idea of like a chef can really like create anything. There's this restaurant in Chicago called uh, Alinea um, and I've known about it for a while and it's this super found out looking at their website. It's um, $400 a person for a dinner, um, which makes you think like, of course they get the luxury of being a creator because like, but whatever they, this guy is a chef, but he also makes these like really cool, like uh, sugar taffy balloons filled up with helium and he'll like present them as balloons and then you can like pop it and eat it. And like, that's wild. It's so cool. But like, like he shares the same job title as the guy working at like the Portland restaurant down the street. Like they're both chefs. They're both cooks. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and I think that's the thing like people can really think about within different things. But even even going really, really small. I remember. So I was going to a Dutch Bros, right? And Mm -hmm. I I don't even know why I was out and about, but Mm -hmm. I was just kind of driving around and I ended up at a Dutch Bros, and it's one I don't usually go to very often, and I got there, and they're like, oh, what do you want? And I was like, mm, I don't really know. And the lady um, there was like, yo, you gotta try this like lemon sugar cookie, like frost I came up with. Let's go. And let me tell you, I am not a sugar dude, so I kind of panicked, but I went, oh, I'm okay, ma'am, I'll try it. <laughs> but like, I tried it, and it legitimately tasted like a lemon sugar cookie. It was like, I was like, like pop off. But even then, like you see, like, like this person is just a, like just a Dutch bros employee, Mm -hmm. but even within that realm, they're still able to create, they're still able to try out different drink combinations. The only thing that separates them from the other Dutch bros person is that they're willing to express it. They're willing to openly tell the customer, hey, I came up with something cool. You want to try it? As opposed to the other guy who just goes like, I had two shots of peppermint to my peppermint mocha. And that's so That was cap. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like, Like, all right, man. So I think think you can find within the food industry, like creators come in all sorts of shapes and sizes and can allow themselves to create more. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so that's my first one. I like that. That's a very good one. I think like that's one of the industries that like you said, there's so many P 
people that are chefs that it's very easy just to like hide in the facade of like just chefs in general. But I think there's so much creativity. Like you were saying that restaurant, there's some crazy looking foods out there that you're like, wow, this is just a normal food that comes out of the ground. But the art they're able to make behind it to present into a plate, you're like, is this real? Like, there's no way this is real. And they're like, yeah, you can eat every part of it. You're like, what? No, it doesn't even look like it could be. So like hats off to you for picking that. Cause that's a great category right there that you can definitely utilize to be a creator. Continue. Continue. So my second one um, is gamers. Now you're probably thinking like, like, duh, gamers game, bro. Um, and you're right. Gamers do game. We're it's gamers. Minecraft. We're, we're just building stuff all day. Which is true. Minecraft. But yeah. I was thinking specifically speedrunners. Now, if you don't know within gaming, speedrunning is a very no-fold thing kind of do. You look at the game and go, wow, 40 hours? 40 hours to get through this? Let's try 40 minutes. Let's try 40 seconds. You know what I mean? And, like, I think within the speedrunning community, you find, like, it's it's a very monotonous thing to speedrun mm -hmm. a game. It is very much like you spend like a majority of your time doing the same thing over and over again for 12 hours until the cards align and you get a faster time than the other guy. Yeah. But the creativity, the creator aspect of it comes from taking the time to experiment, taking the time to analyze your screw ups and see like, wait, okay, I screwed up, but I also just like ended up in this new place. Okay. You know, like what the two things that I wrote down was, one was Minecraft. Um, yeah. For all y'all that don't know, Minecraft is the biggest game on the planet, so uh, you know what it is. Yeah. Um, but Minecraft recently, within its updates nowadays, has allowed for people to speed run the game in under 10 minutes. And like, I'm talking, they spawn into a completely random world and they're able to finish the game in 10 minutes. And wow. what's crazy about it is they are able to do this because of the fact of they have been able to study and create different routes and different options to be able to complete the game. One of the ones that I think of is probably the craziest is you can, they use this, if you hit the F3 key in Minecraft, it comes up with all this data of your positioning, like where your head's looking, where you're Just standing. Like, it's like a little bubble, it's like, Poop. this is like, Everything. Kind of, kind of. Um, but it's literally like everything you can think of. I'm talking like even like even histograms and crap, like light levels. And people were able to use this in the nether, which is Minecraft hell. Um, they were able to use this to be able to find. So within a Minecraft speed run, you have to, within the newer versions, the way it works nowadays is you have to get into the nether as fast as possible. You use that to get gold. You take that gold and you trade it with these piglins. The piglins have a percentage chance of giving you ender pearls. You take those ender pearls and when you put them together with blaze rods, which are also found in the nether, you make eyes of ender and then you exit the nether. And then from there, you throw those eyes of ender till you find a stronghold, which then you dig down the strongholds there. You put in the eyes of ender that gets you into the end of the game and then you defeat the Ender Dragon and the game's over. So the whole thing is basically you're spending most of your time in the nether. Um, so they optimized the game to the point of where they were able to find that by using the F3 menu, you could, or not menu, but the F3 screen, you could literally sit and as soon as you get into the nether, just move your head around until you see the entity data increase. And then you go, oh, look, there's a bunch of piglins in that direction. 
You know what's at where a bunch of piglins are? A bastion. You know where I need to go? A bastion. So people literally found out how to see through walls by just creating up other solutions within wow. these games. And like, I think it's crazy now because of like breakthroughs like that, you're finding people who go like, what if I made the nether portal underwater? Yeah. And you're like, what? I think one of the biggest ones, and I was kind of mind blown doing research for this episode, is Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Does that ring some bells yes, for you? Yes, it does. Yeah. Amazing game. Yeah. A lot of fun. A lot of hours long. So I have followed that game speed running for as long as I can remember because it came out before I was born. Yep. Um, and I remember back in the day, it was commonplace to speed run that game in about 14 minutes. So you mm-hmm. could get to the very end of the game in 14 minutes. I looked up today to figure out how fast that speed run was because I was curious. It is now sub seven. Seven minutes. You can start the game and finish the game and you don't even need to leave the first like place you spawn in, the first Kakariko village. And I was literally mind blown because the way that it works with Legend of Zelda is people figured out that you could just do things within the game to manipulate the code to where as long as you make the right moves and you stand in the right spot, it'll just teleport you to the end of the game. Like it it like literally just, yep. And you're just sitting there like, like you're just watching it being like, what is going on? But it all comes from these people creating new options and creating new outlets from failures and stuff. Like I remember back in the day, like what I wanted to talk about is they found out that you would get through the first zone, defeat the boss, and then you would take a bottle and then like dump out the bottle, hit a couple buttons. And then you're playing, if you play the game, it's called the Ocarina of Time because the Ocarina makes music and it's like a flute looking thing. Mm -hmm. No, you're just gonna use the stick you have in your hand. (laughs) And you start playing it. And by playing it, it manipulates the game to transport you to the end of the game where you defeat Ganon. And through optimization, they just skipped all that. You just straight up, you just like do some stuff, you move some stuff around and that it just literally insane. puts you at the end. It's seven minutes. It's like uh, the movie Ready Player One. If you remember at the very end, like when he's like has the remote and they're like all these like, like people are like trying and they keep failing and falling into the ice. And it's just like, just think, stop. And I feel like that's how they're all doing. Like now, yeah. like you would think speedrunners are the ones that are like, wow, we're going to move as fast as we can. We're gonna it's like, no speed but think yeah and like every one of the scenarios you pulled up has been like able to be solved by just stopping for a second thinking through it and then going 120 yeah. and then you get faster yeah. and faster by yeah like slowing down and creating mm-hmm. so like that's another example of like a creator because a lot of people associate like content creation and gaming of like hey guys welcome back today we're gonna be figuring out if minecraft tnt can blow up my divorced wife's house and like why the accent because it's it's more fitting it's It's more fun that way that's awesome but like that's 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 a form of yeah creation but that's Mm -hmm. video creation that's not creation within an actual games code itself a hundred percent and actually to tee off i'll let you kind of keep your last one i want to tee off of what you just said my one of my list of people that are creators that aren't normal are coders programmers uh it's something that like I'm starting to get into just for fun, kind of figuring out where things are going, why things work a certain way. Um, There's a lot of people that look at coding and they're like, it's a headache. I don't even want to look at it. I don't want to deal with it. And it's like, for me, I was like, eh, it kind of is, but I wanted to learn why is it a headache? Why is it? Because it's, it's a lot of data at once. And you're trying to build this like crazy, like computing system. 
for me, it was able to see like code, like code languages like Python and R and these other ones that are just like really fascinating. There's so many moving pieces, but it's like when you get the thing to work exactly how you want it to, you're a creator. You're literally taking just data and and putting it into a, a, a subspace, a category, and then building an infrastructure around it and then actually having that thing compute and think on its own and operate as its own being, as its own entity. That itself is creation. Like, what? You're creating yeah. something you, from nothing. Yeah, literally. Like, what? So, like, coders out there, I would love to not have to sit there and listen to a person talk about how to code in, in Python, how to code in R. And it's like an hour-long conversation of just like, so we're going to go here and we're going to do this. And very monotone. Yeah, that's like, why I never got into coding. Yeah, that's why a lot of people never did. It was not fun. It was like, God, it's like like having a night class in college and it's like, World, ancient world cultures third civilization like number three edition you're like i'm gonna die like i that's how i felt about it all the time and so i don't want that anymore and i was like what if there's coders out there what if there's programmers that are like very interesting they probably have an amazing story they probably have a lot of background of what they've learned to get to where they're at now that could turn it into something that's like amazing and then talk about that whole process talk about what failed like i would love to know someone who built places like shopify how many times did it take for developers to come together and be like all right this is the addition for shopify this is it right here now we can build off of here how many times did it take to get to that final point where you're like okay this is a company okay this is an operation this is a business this is its own being like artificial intelligence someone had to build that stuff programmers pro programming languages had to be put into that system in order for it to operate like someone had to write that stuff so like i want to talk to those people and be like what were the issues that you ran into when you first started because like that just makes me feel like, oh, wow, like it is possible for people just like you and I to learn. It's just a matter of time and energy and putting a lot of effort into it. But at the end of the day, they're just as much a creator as that YouTuber that's like making a million hits on one or a million views on one video. Yeah. They're just I feel as like, much. I feel like coders had to go through this weird thing of like when when you first learn like a language, like outside of, you know, your tradition, like whatever language you speak fluently it's it like at the start it's very much like like man manzana <laughs> is apple you know like like until you yeah. like a lot of the time you until you get into the nitty-gritty like you really aren't learning like the language like you really aren't taking in the language and no. digesting yeah. it and code was very much that way like mm -hmm. when i was a kid i was like I'm going to learn code. Like I'm going to learn HTML. Like oh. I had a friend who was like, I'm, he still is like fluent in code. Like he can just whip up a website in like an hour if he wants. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to do that. And I just remember like trying to learn it. And it was like, so you want to do bracket. And I just backspace, sat there being backslash, like, backslash. Like, <laughs> like almost like code, like, which is why like creators really do need to step into code more and realize what they are creating. And they're creating, like they have these stories of how they built these things. And it's like, like they really didn't like answer the why I feel like that was the biggest thing. Like, why am I, why am I saying H1 heading d -d 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 color syntax, uh, pound sign, hashtag 5577 E. Yep. Oh, look at that. That's uh, a lime green bracket, bracket, bracket. Oh, bracket. Bracket, bracket. <laughs> if true, then false. 
Yeah, pretty much. I, I think it's like, yeah, like you said, it's one of those things that it's just kind of fallen off the, the wayside because it was just so like, you're only like a nerd if you're doing code or you just are doing it because you're just fulfilling a task or a job. It was yeah. never just like the art of coding. I think there's going to be a whole new industry that outbreaks from this of people creating their like newer, newer programming languages and being like having fun behind it because there's going to be kids that are going to just taking the ones we have now and making them yeah like whatever is possible whatever is more efficient for you guys in that space right now like that is a place that is like untapped i haven't seen a fun youtuber i say youtuber a person's channel on youtube that's like fun coding it's all been like teach how to learn in an hour actually uh i was gonna actually bring that up next but i mean for me like like a lot of minecraft videos nowadays Mm -hmm. are based in code um you know the minecraft but you know there's exploding creepers which duh but minecraft but there's exploding pigs you know (laughs) yeah like uh a lot of them are rooted in code they're rooted in javascript Mm -hmm. and they're rooted in java code and i think a lot of kids like hear and even me like i hear like oh you're like coding these like i want to learn how to do this you know like like the idea of like seeing a tangible product like makes coding cool yeah and I mean, even looking at like another creator who I follow from time to time when he posts once every two months is uh, Danny. Mm. Um, and he's a guy that's making a game right now, but okay. he's been documenting the whole process from the idea all the way up. And it's, I think it's like the eighth highest wish list game on Steam right now. Wow. It's called Carlson. Um, it's a game about milk. Um, but uh, he makes coding like look like the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. Like, he makes it look like like you can just sit down for 12 hours, pull an all-nighter, and like you have a full-fledged like fun game with a physics engine and particles and models. And like he makes it just look so cool. And I That's feel like crazy. I feel like there's gonna be like like the next like billion dollar idea is someone who looks at these creators, looks at these things, and says, like, how do we take that, but then also teach? Like, you know, like, how can we teach into that? Yep. Like, hey, guys, today I'm going to be teaching you exactly why Dream did this with his code to make the Minecraft mod. And here's how to do it in a way that's not. So you want to go into the uh, UI of Minecraft and. uh... (laughs) What? What What you say? (laughs) Exactly. It's like, so we're going to take this and we're going to do this. And then we're going to like, like if they figure out some way to like YouTube it where you can go like highs and then you slow it down Uh to explain it and then speed it up and slow it down. Like that would be like, so like I watched a video, actually I'm ranting, but I watched a video about it. Um, there was this guy that was been posting like kind of Minecrafty mod style stuff. Um, and he made a video titled, I made a circle in Minecraft. And interesting. He broke it down over the course of nine minutes. The video has 10 million views and it's been a week and two days. Okay. It's been like nine days. And the guy was like completely unknown before this. Um, but I think it's really interesting because, I mean, he made a circle in Minecraft. Of course, it's going to get clicked on. But yeah. his ex- explanation, you watch it, and you're sitting there like like he clearly lays out, gives out the code. He gives out everything. Like you can go in and make your own like circle. He explains it. like it, when it, And as someone who plays Minecraft, like for me to watch it and has like done coding stuff within Minecraft, like you're able to watch that and be like, oh, it makes sense of how the entity data moves like that and why you would make that decision and how that makes a circle and why something else wouldn't. Yeah. And, but he also explains it in a way where like you could watch it and be like, still be like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And 
Like, I feel like, again, like if you figure out a way to like take that idea mm -hmm. where you have like these like insane ideas that are being brought out and content created on top of, then you have these ideas that are like that video that blew up because it's like this really interesting idea that's also being explained. Yep. All it's going to take is that next guy mm -hmm. to come, not combine, but then think about it even more of saying, how can I make the monotony yes. of that super long line of code? interesting yeah and that's gonna be really cool for code i'm oh, really yeah. excited for that yeah it's gonna it's gonna change the industry in general like it's gonna be something that people are actually gonna want to sign up their kids for and kids are gonna want to sign up for so they're gonna be like that's so cool rather than just be like oh i don't, don't want to learn how to type i remember keyboarding class that was the worst where you're like you couldn't look at the keys and you're like a s d f did you ever have to do that yeah we had oh. the, we had the things where they put it over your hands yeah it was like a I, st I still looked at my keys until i was <laughs> 12 dude we called them condoms and they were literally like what they put on the keys and it was like a, it was like yellow or orange or some bright color that like you couldn't see through the keys and they're like oh they're bringing out the condoms and they like throw them all on the keyboards they're like dang it dude dude <laughs> legitimately on the topic though of like gaming and stuff and all that like stuff you know what like made me learn how to type what I was chatting in minecraft really the chat rooms yeah, like chatting on servers. Like uh -huh. I had to be able to like keep up, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so like, oh, you're not. You're like in the like dust. legitimately. I used to type with like four fingers, and uh, I used and I was like, like this is rough. And then I'd be in like Skype calls with my coding friend and hear him go, and I'm like, how do I keep up? My typing form is still bad, like awful. I don't use my pinkies, but yeah. like at the same time, like like even in that moment, like it's interesting to look at. You know, like we're like learning. You know, as like people want us to learn how to type on a keyboard yep. and back in the day and stuff. But when you see it taken and you're able to create typing into a tangible thing, chatting in Minecraft, roasting people, you yeah. are almost encouraged to learn how to type because you want to be able to roast even faster. Oh yeah. So it's like almost people have to be thinking about that. Like don't think about just giving, like don't make anything out of a person except for a creator like give them the ability to create mm -hmm. you know it's like like the whatever the analogy is uh give a man uh, a fish feed him for a day give him uh learn teach him how to fish feed him for life yeah like i feel like a lot of people like a lot of teachers a lot of professors a lot of everything are just giving people fish bro you just segued into my second topic teachers teachers are the job that i said could be creators they just don't know how and I think it was just so textbook for people to be like reading from a book and being like, all right, everyone, open up the page chapter three. We're going to read through the same page that we've read for the last three years in a row. And it hasn't changed. And that book has not left this building. Actually, this book was printed in this building. Literally, that's how they teach classes still. And I think we could revolutionize teaching in general, just from like across the board of just getting things interesting in the classroom again. I don't think everyone's going to go to college, but what is necessary is high school. The high school classes, I couldn't wait to get out of class. There was one teacher, one teacher that I was like, yo, I love this guy's class. And it was a biology. You know why it was so fascinating? It wasn't because I was learning crazy amount of stuff. Biology is biology. They teach the same thing. It was how he taught it. He taught it in a way that made us want to interact. He was charismatic. He was fun. He was somebody that was challenging just the jock in class all the way to the person that like was like doing drugs in the corner and everyone knew that he was doing drugs, but no one was going to say anything. He even talked to him 
and taught to us and taught to the person sitting in the front row. Like he was so good at engaging the whole classroom and not just like disengaging people because they're not going to pay attention. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're kids. We're, they're not going to always want to pay attention. But if you can make it creative, if you can teach in a way that's like, wow, this is powerful. Like I'm giving you knowledge. What are you going to do with that knowledge is up to you. But like if you can present it in a way that's just fun interacting and it's just like, not just like, oh, we're going to interact with our iPads and we're going to click through this multiple choice. No, like actually have conversations, have talking points. I think there's a lot of creators or teachers that are missing out on the creator space based off of just like platforms like TikTok, like teachers out there that are like teaching fun facts or like looking at like videos and doing duets and stuff. I commend those people. They're very rare. And I think there should be even more teachers that are doing that that are actually cool because I know when I sit and see a teacher and they're reacting to something on TikTok, I'd be like, yo, that dude has points right there or that girl has points right there just for doing a video on TikTok because they know how to use the platform. They're not just like, how does this thing work? Yeah. What is this thing? A, a phone? Yeah. What is it? Like, like none of that has to be worried about because they're like, yo, this person's cool. They get the app. They get the platform and they're having fun with it. And yeah. like, they're just as much human as the kid is. The kids aren't like, wow, this, these old people, they don't know what it's talking about. It's like the teacher could be like us. Yeah. Like we technically could be teachers like in our uh, age we group. Kinda, we kind of are. Yeah. But I, yeah, I was reading a book recently. I still, I still am. I just started it. But in the start of the book, it talked about it's been how, 12 years. Uh, they did a study about how um, like what teacher, like what were the favorite students of a teacher? Mm -hmm. And every single time the teachers aligned with the like kid that always listened like everything the like the suck up mm -hmm. obviously 100%. and the troublemakers were always at the bottom but i think it's interesting because of the troublemaker term they just labeled on the people that were creative that were out there that were flamboyant mm -hmm. that were challenging the status quo of the teacher like you said the same lesson they're giving for mm -hmm. three years like yep. within my own schooling like i often like my biology teacher was also one of my favorites because he was he went to the same school like yeah he literally like graduated and came back which why but like <laughs> what <laughs> and but he also understood like we were all like kids mm -hmm. so he wasn't he wasn't afraid to be like listen pal we both know you're playing minecraft on your computer right now <laughs> like <laughs> like you could chill out yeah um, chill, fam. <laughs> and he would like pinpoint people that weren't paying attention or just like pull people together that you wouldn't expect and stuff but outside of that within school, like I graduated two years ago, which feels like a freaking way longer. But like all of us, most of us found our outlet to be creative in gaming the system uh -huh. because like a big thing, it was like the idea of um, if you play, if you play a game that the rules are already established, the people at the top are just going to make sure that you lose. Mm -hmm. So like we had to literally like, which is why I am the way I am today. But like because of school, like figuring out ways around the system because we were never challenged within yes. by the teacher we were never like pushed they just gave us the same things over and over yeah. again and we go okay so you're gonna give us what is this uh section seven to be in there it is on quizlet yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah we had to be creative Spark. like not the teacher we had to be creative with just the answer because we knew it was the same test it was just like how are we gonna figure out this answer and not have to really think yeah that was it. Exactly. And I feel like, and it's interesting to see, read that book and be like, like, oh, like teachers like get upset. If anything, you should be leaning into the troublemakers. Mm -hmm. Like, and they're not even troublemakers. They're just like the more out there people. Lean they're into, just bored. Exactly. <laughs> lean into the- I was just bored like when Bill I was Gates, doing trouble. Bill Gates quote, which I always think about is- um, hire, hire um, a lazy person and they'll figure out the most efficient way to do the work. 
I like that. Like, like it's like that. Like, if you are curious about if you're teaching regimen or whatever, give it to the laziest kid and see how quickly he does it. You know, or like be if there's a loud mouth in your class, put all your effort, like challenge him, get him to be the person that, you know, responds to all the questions, not because you are being mean, but because it's almost pushing you as a teacher. Because I feel like when people are really listening, when they're really invested in something like a movie or a podcast, whatever, they're quiet, regardless of who you are. And I mean, that's very true for me. If I don't like a movie, I'm going to talk the whole time. Yeah. Um, You're like, oh, this scene, I've seen it a million times. She's going to get stabbed from behind. Why is she running out into the dark field by herself? Yeah, she's going to die. Exactly. Like it should, <laughs> it should be your goal as a teacher. And you know, well, for all you teachers comment if I'm wrong, but I'm not, I'm a child. Um, but uh, it should be your goal to make the loudest kid in the class quiet, not mm. to make the quiet kid in the class speak up. Yeah, or it should make the quiet kid in the class speak up too because they should be engaged too. But it's almost like, like if you can teach and be like, I think anything can be engaging. Mm-hmm. I think any from biology to coding to English, which is the dumbest class we speak the language. But like, anything can be engaging. But if you see like kids are like talking amongst each other, it means that like your teaching is not engaging to them. Yeah, and like that's the thing. Like teachers, like the most successful teachers, the people that make the most successful classes in Harvard and all that stuff is because they were creators. They're storytellers. They're creating Mm -hmm. engaging things. They're not just like, Bill Nye the science guy. You know what I mean? (laughs) Straight out of just a projector. And it's like, all right, we're going to watch this video. Everyone sit back. I'm just going to be on my phone. I'm just going to scroll. Watch that video. Yeah, you're going to learn everything from that video. And it's like the video is black and white. Yeah, videos in black and white. And it goes like halfway out and like doesn't even... If nothing's in focus, you're like, who shot this video? Like, yeah. I always think it's interesting this? that teachers don't create more because of the fact that like that class is their domain. Oh yeah. Like as long as they like, have I absolute power in yeah, that exactly. classroom. Like I get it. There's a quota. You have to hit grades. Yeah. You have to do all these things within the school system in order to keep your funding or whatever. But like in those four walls, you can do whatever you want to hit that quota. Yeah. Anything. You can yeah. dissect a pig you can like freaking you can make your kids make a bill nye episode yeah like anything is possible and they just go like yeah flip the page 47 we're gonna do a review on it and the only creative yep. thing they do is just not use the one that's required in the book so we don't find it on quizlet like congrats. <laughs> they, they rearrange the questions yeah. same questions just a different order i've seen that where it's like the one sheet quiz and it's like five questions and you're like this looks very familiar. And then you look and the next person next to you, their questions are like flipped and you're like, ha, see what you did. Exactly. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. No, I, I think that industry as a whole can be revolutionized and it is with technology. Now you're able to like bring laptops in classes, iPads, smart boards, like the sky is the limit with what they're able to do. It's just a matter of doing it. Yeah. And like, performing well and like knowing that like, yeah, you're going to have troublemakers. Yeah. You're going to have people that are going to listen. You're going to have people that never will listen. That's okay. Welcome to the workforce of everyone. There's going to be jobs that you're not going to have one person always listen to you. They're not going to want to listen to anyone. So be it. What you can do is still take what you have in that classroom and really know that like, hey, I can pour all of my energy into it and I'm going to be like, I'm going to put myself out there. But like, even as you, if you were to see a teacher literally going the extra mile, putting themselves out there, taking risk, being no fold, you would be like, all right. I I, yeah. I like I I commend you. It's I like, cool. Compete I for my attention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you like my respect because you're willing to put yourself out there. Like that's this generation 
is that way. It's not like we're just like our past generations of like, all right, just tell us what we need to do and then we'll get out of here and then we'll do the same thing over. Like this new generation, even the younger than you are, are wanting to be challenged. They want to challenge the status quo. So like as a teacher, do it. Yeah. Like call the bluff. Like, like, like you said, like there's like so many, like the phones, the uh, laptops, everything else. Like there are so many options now, like of like, I was watching a video, like a self-help type video and it was explaining that like, we interact with more people on a daily basis than our ancestors did in a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And like we see more people and all that stuff. And like realize almost like as a teacher or as a content creator that's teaching in an education, realize that you are like competing. You are, you are competing for attention in the same way a social media app is like TikTok and YouTube are competing for your attention. Recognize that like you as a teacher are also competing for attention. Like what, what, what makes you any different from the Khan Academy, this video, this kid can pull up, mm -hmm. you know, right after class. What makes you any, like, I remember I was doing like a personal finance class Ugh. and I love personal finance. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, that summer we, mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to read more and uh, we don't have any books in the house. We had one book in the whole house and it was total money makeover by Dave Ramsey. <gasps> the Dave Ramsey. That's what got me into personal finance. That's and, so funny. And I read that <sighs> whole book front to back and it was the first book I had like genuinely read in a long time. So all that information just burned into my skull. Yeah. And then I walked in and did a personal finance class and it was uh, Dave Ramsey personal finance class, all led by like video courses based on the total money makeover book. I taught like 5% of that class because of the fact that the teacher would ask me questions because I knew them <laughs> because I had already read the book. So yeah. I'm sitting there like I, I literally know it. So I literally have to just like read, read the book again. And it was, it was like, it felt so pointless. Yeah. And I wasn't like being challenged. Like, and it was like, why aren't we like experimenting with like debt or stuff? Like, why does Dave Ramsey say we should only use debit cards? Like, you know, it was just like, only use a debit card. You can buy a house with only cash if you are smart with your money. Like, look at these young millennials that did it because this video is 10 years old. Like, uh, were they wearing polos and like tight jeans or like just navy dude, blue jeans? polos tight jeans the slight faux hawk uh -huh. and the ladies weren't and like yeah it was it Bro, was straight, straight up, up 2008 90s. yeah and dude, i was like dude. oh uh yeah but Barf. It, exactly but like even then like like i feel like personal finance is one of the most interesting ones because it's almost like you can you can really 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 challenge a teenager in that be like life yeah. life is about to slap you so get ready if, wake up exactly like if any yeah. if any class should be interesting as personal finance you can go into so many different things talk yeah. about why jeff bezos has 37 offshore bank accounts and why you need yeah, one too exactly <laughs> you know why you need to start an nft today like <laughs> literally anything i think that's like a whole nother section like a whole nother like industry that is just untapped and there's way more creation to be happening in teaching it's just not yet yeah. and i think that next like revolutionary time of like next five years is going to be that push of like wow this is creators what i want to get to and i know that you had one mother playing but i want to leave this for next week's episode my last one was delivery drivers but i know you delivery for doordash on the weekends 
I want to hear your story next week on what you think could be creative for delivery drivers. Challenge? Interesting. I mean, I'll, I'll take you up on it. Okay. I'm not door dashing this next weekend because I'm filming a video. <sighs> so you might have to save it. The starving artist is back. <laughs> the starving artist is legitimately back if you're going to watch this video that will come out next week. Oh. But thanks, everyone, for watching. This is an amazing episode. We had a lot of deep talk. I want to actually know if there's other industries that we missed. Comment below, please, in this video of like other industries that you could see is really creative. And we'd love to talk about it. I think there's so many more other like jobs and roles out there that we didn't even touch. That don't seem creative. Yeah, but definitely at are. all. We like, definitely like... What? I feel like we had this whole plan, right, to go from the top of the iceberg and then go all the way down to the very bottom, no full scuba diver style. And we literally, like, we looked at, like, the water. We did not even get close. Bruh. Like, we were talking about teachers for half that episode, y'all. Like, if you made it to the end of this, like, thank you, Manila crew. you the real ones. Yeah. We also just had a lot of pin-up energy against teachers, I guess. I, I think so. I think, I, it, I think there's I think a lot really of people did. that can relate to this listening. It's like, man... I had that one teacher or I had that one class. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Teachers need to improve and we are definitely going to have to make a couple more episodes about creators because I guarantee you, you're still sitting there going, I don't think I'm a creator. Yes, you are because you've Stop. done it at least once. Exactly. And No Fold is going to tell you. Yes. Peace out, everybody. Have a good week. Oh, also, we yeah. got to sell another couch because like, uh, I need to get back into the studio. We do but. need to get back. So yeah, we sold it. We sold this couch. Yeah, That's why we have chairs, there. but I don't have another We couch. borrowed these chairs from a homeless person. That's where we're at right now. Yeah, so uh, I got to pay him back. He like wanted an hourly rate for him. We need another couch. Yikes. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>